Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Tuesday, November 15th. We're halfway through November. I'm glad you're joining us today. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And today, uh, uh, filling in for Brad is uh, Bob Gromman. Uh, you know, Brad is still out in uh, Texas with his grandson, Graham, and uh, just continue to pray for them. But uh, Bob, Bobby G. Bobby G. Hey, yeah. Doug. It's glad, great glad, to be back with glad you, Glad to have you here. Bob and I go back a ways. Bob is very involved with uh, Iron Sharpens Iron. In fact, you were one of the charter guys in Iron Sharpens Iron, weren't you? I I try not to take too much credit. I know, but, Bri- but, you, but you and Brian, was, y'all were there, there at the beginning, right? Brian and I, Brian Doyle, the founder, and I were there. We... Uh, we collaborated. My church up in West Hartford, Connecticut, hosted the first two Iron Sharpens Iron conferences back in 2001, 2002. And I'll tell you what, Doug, you reminded me there was a couple hundred guys. Yeah. Then the next year, there was doubled at least. And we actually grew out of the church so fast. And uh, today, over a couple, of, I think he said it's up to four thousand guys every year mm. go to an iron shop and and that's been ongoing since two thousand one, and it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And even uh, we learned this recently. Vaughn McLaughlin is like best friends. So the guy that the preacher at the Potter's house, yeah, well, is, I love Vaughn. He's the best friend of the bishop in Connecticut that hosts. No way, really. Yes way. Yes way. Wow. Well, Vaughn's a great guy. In fact, we've had him on. I'll never forget Vaughn sharing. He would take public transportation just to to have opportunities to share the gospel. Oh, with he's people. amazing. He is amazing. Yeah, uh, a great honorable man. I still. Yeah, he was a keynote speaker at Iron Sharpens Iron a couple of years ago, and it it still resonates today. You're just a well. Pow. He's a great man. He great is. Man of God. Well, you are a marketplace guy in the sense that. <laughs> You are in the cardiology with Abbott Laboratories. I am. And uh, got quite an interesting background that I, I I had forgotten some of this stuff, that your dad went to MIT. My dad went to MIT. And, and uh, you went to uh, Podunk Tech, right? Podunk Tech. <laughs> what, no, what college you go to? <laughs> I want to be engineer. It's uh, Case Western Reserve uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Division and three. You played football there as I an offensive did. lineman. I did. I played offensive lineman, uh, and it was fun. It was it was like playing sort of collegiate high school ball. We were D three, D three, D three, man. You have to want to play pro- football pretty bad to you be gotta, playing D three, uh, or, or you really need. Were, a you, break. were your parents upset that you didn't go to MIT? Actually, that's interesting, Doug. My dad said, "Don't go," really, because he he liked he wanted me to become engineering all that stuff, and it was new. I became a biomedical engineer; it was brand new. But he said, "MIT is so competitive; mm. it's just the best of the best of the best." He goes, he, he struggled. It was tough on. He was a chemical engineer, and there was this new field called biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. And another tidbit: uh, I was the first freshman class yeah at case western reserve in their biomedical engineering program mm. there were 12 of us 
And the other thing that was kind of cool is there were three ladies in my class. Now, being this is in the 70s, and so ladies being engineers was not necessarily common. And uh, it was great. We were like a little what, what the breakfast club in that movie. You know, we were like a really tight group. And one of them, one of our in our class, they got married. <laughs> yeah. Well, they married each other. It was pretty cool. One went to med school. One stayed an engineer, and uh, so it was a cool time back then. But uh, yep, that's my marketplace. Uh, I guess pathway to ministry, right, Doug? Yeah, but you you do a lot of ministry. You're an elder at your church, and you're very involved with SWAT and other men's ministries and other marketplace ministries here in Jacksonville. And it's always uh, uh, just a treat to have you on here and uh, just to be able to dialogue about the text. In fact, you and I talk a lot about the text. And uh, the Bible is such an important part of believers' lives in our world. And so when we encounter things in the news, whether it's this attempt by our Congress to uh, redefine marriage. And by the way, this attempt by uh, Chuck Schumer to push this vote ahead to try to sneak this thing in there in our country, uh, it's more than just allowing homosexual marriage. I mean, like, it, it is, it's pretty big. I mean, this defense of marriage is really not the defense of marriage. I, I've received several texts and emails. Hey, can you mention this? Have people call their congressman? And, you know, Congressman Rutherford was on here um, not too long ago and said it really makes a difference if you call okay. to be able to, They not that, I, I think Congressman Rutherford is going to vote for this thing. But there are a lot of people that are saying that Republicans who typically have a more conservative view of these kind of issues are going to vote for it. A lot of them are. Hmm. And it probably is going to pass. Um, you know, do we need to fear that? No. Uh, but we don't stop calling the Bible, I mean, calling marriage what it is as defined by God. Marriage is one of the main institutions that was created by God, established by God, defined by God, and the Bible speaks clearly that it is between a man and a woman. And this is going to probably start costing people to continue espousing that belief. And we as believers need to move forward in faith and say, you know what? We stand with the Word of God, and we speak the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We do it with love because just like Paul said in Corinthians, such were some of you. People will come out of this who have different views. And my wife and I were talking the other night, and she said sometimes we get so caught up in the politics we forget to pray for people like Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, mm -hmm. people like Joe Biden, who push agendas that seem very counter to the biblical values that we espouse. Uh, and part of it, I think we get uh, upset because people say they're Christian or they say they have Christian beliefs. But the reality is um, that when the court declares same-sex relationships to be equal, that's the court of the United States. That is not the God of the universe. It, you, it doesn't matter what leader, whether it's Nero back in the first century or 
uh, whoever, uh, emperor, or today some president. Um, it Nobody defines what God defines. You can't go in and change what God in the Bible defines. You can try, but that doesn't work out too well because there are natural consequences mm -hmm. that seep in. We reap what we sow. And so as we think about things going on, we need to remember that first and foremost in everything for us as believers is the gospel. What did Paul say? I determined to know nothing but what? Christ and Christ crucified. Well, why did he want to know that? Well, because that is the hope that Paul has. It's in the fact that Jesus redeemed him. If Jesus can redeem Paul, he can redeem anybody, right? And so as we think about these issues going into looking today at uh, standing in the gap, that's going to be something that we come back to. Uh, it, folks, no matter who's at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, no matter what bill our Congress passes, we should, we should do our God-given free right to vote, to call our congressman, to do the things that we can do, but always trusting that ultimately all this is in God's hands. You know, Doug, some of the things I, I think about our government officials and all these things going on, and, and I boil it down to just there's one thing I just don't ever want to lose. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose my right to worship who I want to worship, and I don't want to lose my right to talk about it. Those are things, those trump at all uh, to be able to, I always want to have that right to freely speak about the gospel. Yeah. Um, and what goes on, we can do the best we can to influence and everything. And, you know, I, just to reinforce a little bit of thing you brought up about marriage, I, I just looked at Genesis 2 recently. <laughs> and what struck me, Doug, the first verse after Eve is created Chapter 224, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. The very first verse after Eve is created, mm. boom, he puts marriage in there. The very first one. And it puts that is why. Interesting how that starts, right, Doug? Yes. Yeah. That I'm... is why. And so to distort that and to for us— Never, ever to be ashamed of that or never to uh, disrespect that, then we got, you know, um, we've got that right there for us, that encouragement. Um, so. yeah, yeah. And on that note, there, there, as we think about the gospel going fact, uh, going out, in fact, going out, um, uh, this week, the chosen season three is coming out which is a television series about the life of jesus it is not the bible it is it is as far so far it's been a biblically based uh cultural presentation of what it might have been like for jesus and the apostles during that time and it's created a lot of conversation. It's playing this Friday, seasons one and two. And when we come back from the break, before we get into the text today, we're going to give away. Actually, you know what? We'll get into the text. We'll do that the last segment. So when we come back from the break, 
We'll get into the text of Acts 18. In the last segment, tune in. We're going to give away tickets to the Chosen Season 3 premiere, Episodes 1 and 2 on Friday. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back after this break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. If you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It started out of the SWAT Bible Studies here in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, we've been on the air for about six years now. And our goal is is to get God's truth out uh, one verse at a time over the airwaves as we uh, go through. This year we're in Acts. Right now, currently, we're in Acts 18. And we've been working through Acts for a little over a year and a half. I thought you were on the 10-year plan. No, 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 no. We're still working. But uh, I'm glad you joined us. And and, uh, this is a call-in program. Generally, we like to hold off our calls to the last segment, um, which uh, is uh, the last quarter hour. We run from 3 to 4 every day Eastern time, 2 to 3 Central, and 12 to 1 Pacific. We have people listening in every time zone. In fact, we got people listening overseas in Europe and England and other places uh, because we're able, through the uh, graciousness of a grant from some people, advertise on men's websites. And so we thank you for listening wherever you're listening. And, you know, Bob, we're living in a time, I don't know if you just read the news um, recently, but just in the last few days, there's been multiple fatalities at the University of Virginia, the oh University gosh, of yeah. Idaho. Uh, it, you know, you read about these things. Our world is so broken and I was just thinking about that. By the way, did you like that Christmas music coming That's in? That's awesome, man. We're coming in. Like, coming in, Mary, did you know, um, and I, I love that song, that he would save his people. And if you are his people and you've already benefited from being redeemed, 
we are now kingdom priests and have a responsibility to go put God on display and act as an ambassador to the lost, to the hurting, to those that are out there. And uh, there are people in our world today who have gaps. As the gospel went out from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, what began to happen is it began to move from people who had direct revelation from Jesus, i.e. the apostles, the 12 and uh, Paul, to people that were mentored and trained by the apostles, and then on to people who they trained. And as the word would go out, sometimes people would only have part of the picture. There's people in lots of churches today who only have a part of the puzzle. They don't have the complete picture. They would say that they're believers because they believe in Jesus. The demons believe in Jesus, and they even tremble, but they're not saved. They're not redeemed. And so we as believers have a responsibility to fill in the gaps. We see the gaps in people who might be inclined to follow Jesus, and this is why Paul's third journey, which he's, he starts here, is so important. He, you know, he goes to one city, the city of Ephesus, for three years. His ministry's winding down. There's new people coming into the kingdom that have gaps that need people to come alongside them, and that's why we are here. And so um, uh, we see um, Priscilla and Aquila. Paul filled in their gaps. And then they go and they meet Apollos. They fill in his gaps. That's what we're going to look at today. And in this text, Acts 18, 22 through 28, we, we're looking today specifically at verses 24 through 26 about how God calls you and me to shepherd the accuracy of his witnesses. If we are God's children, if we're his ambassadors, if we are his kingdom priests, we are called to shepherd the accuracy of his witnesses. In other words, people can't just go out and say whatever they want about Christ if they have incomplete knowledge or maybe they have you know, knowledge that is bad, it's bad theology. We have a responsibility spiritually and morally to correct that and to do so in a loving way, and we see that in the text. Yesterday, we looked at verses 22 and 23, how Paul, this great apostle who had direct revelation from Jesus, submitted himself to the authority of God's word and his leaders. He went back to Jerusalem and reported on what had been happening, and we saw him then go and strengthen disciples through instruction in Galatia on his way back to Ephesus. And meanwhile, while he's on his way back, he's not there yet, there's this guy named Apollos there. And we're going to meet him today. We're going to hear a little bit about him and see how he gave some information that was lacking, and God brought some people to fill in the gap around him named Aquila and Priscilla that we met a few weeks ago. And so, uh, Bob, uh, uh do you have do you have a ESV copy? I got it. Okay. Would you read verses 22 through 28 for me? Okay. So, when he had landed in Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time there, he departed and went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and 
You got to help me, Doug. Fibrogia. Phrygia. Phrygia. We'll go with that. Strengthening, <laughs> strengthening all the disciples. I like that. Strength. Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native of, Exal- of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. Notice he came to Ephesus. Yeah. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, there's so much witness here, Doug. I know. He spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to cross the Achaia, the brothers encouraged him, and he wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully, powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that he was Christ, that his that the Christ was Jesus. This is the same Apollos who didn't have all the information, but after Aquila and Priscilla pulled him aside and helped him, they then sent him with the church at Ephesus to go, and he he went over there to Achaia, and then he went to Corinth. Is where he ended up going, and boy, Corinth needed help, right? Mm-hmm. And we will see in some of the texts we read today what Paul says about Apollos and the kind of ministry he had there. But before Apollos got into that ministry, something had to happen. His 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 accuracy about Jesus had to be dealt with because he was incomplete. There were gaps. And, you know, Paul, Paul had several men that he built into, one being... Timothy. And not just men, he built into Lydia too. You remember he built into women and men, but specifically the men he would leave in charge of the church, Timothy being one. And over in 1 Timothy 4, you get a a flavor of what Paul felt like was important to leave. In fact, Timothy is a pastoral epistle, Timothy and Titus. And I want to read a couple of passages from those to just talk about this. The reason it's so important you know, we live in a day-to-day, um, Bob, where people might be a little hesitant to confront. You know, it's so divisive out there. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know, what's the big deal? He's not that far off in what he's saying. You know, actually, I was talking to a guy last week who told me he was visiting with a friend of his, and the friend made the statement, you know, Jesus wasn't perfect. Now, just stop and think for a second. That completely destroys his ability to be a sacrifice for us if he's not perfect. Exactly. And and it and it betrays the sacrificial system. It betrays the Bible, which says he was without sin. And so you can't say that. So this friend of mine had to pull this guy aside and said, Well, you know what? That's not true. And he had to do it in a gentle way. And that's what happens here. Look at what Paul says in First Timothy chapter 4 verse 6 he says if you put these things before the brothers what things well he says the things that he's been teaching him about elders in the church uh, who should be qualified to be an elder um you know the things that we should the way we should act 
uh, and and you know talking about that in the later times there's going to be people who will depart from the faith. So Paul is taking all this stuff and he says, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ, being trained in the words of the faith. Where do the words of the faith come from? It comes from God's word. And he says, and of the good doctrine that you have followed. You know, so many people throw away doctrine as a bad thing. They think, well, people care so much about doctrine. You know, it's all about love. Well, you can't have true biblical love without biblical doctrine. Without doctrine, right? No, you got to have but doctrine. And it goes, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. While bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. And he goes, for to this end we toll, verse 10, and strive because we have our hopes set on the living God who is the Savior of all people. And he goes on to say in verse 12, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, and love, and faith, and purity. And then he says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. Don't neglect the gift you have. He says, practice these things. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. And he says, this is important. We have to shepherd the accuracy of his witness. You know, over in 2 Timothy, he's writing another letter to Timothy. He says, Timothy, find faithful men Entrust to them these things I've entrusted to you. In verse 15, he says, uh, of 2 Timothy 2, he says, Do yourself to present yourself to God as one approved, who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. We've got to make sure that when people talk about Jesus, if they are representing him, that they do so with accuracy in regards to the Bible. So when we come back, we're going to look more at Apollos, how he responded, who he was, and why he can be an encouragement to all of us. So uh, thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. We're going to be right back after this news break on the half hour. You're listening to SWAT Radio on WTRJ The Truth in Jacksonville, WMOX in Meridian, and the Lighthouse up in Virginia Beach. We'll be right back after the break. SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries on this Tuesday, November 15th. 
And uh, we are in Acts chapter 18, verses 22 through 28, specifically 24 through 26, talking about Apollos. You know, Bob, I, growing up, I, I, I've read this story about Apollos. I, in fact, there's his name's mentioned several times. It's over in Cor- Corinthians, and it's here. What I didn't know was some of the stuff I learned when I was studying it. Mm. And I'm always amazed at how God continues to unfold his truth. You know, that song that we were listening to coming in said, do you hear what I hear? Yeah. And God leads his people through their hearing, not by sight. The Egyptians were led by sight. God's people are led through their hearing. That's why he says Shema, which means to hear that produces an action. And what I've found is I probably heard about Apollos a lot, but I didn't hear what the teacher was hearing because I wasn't in tune to it. And we should always be teachable and ready. And one of the greatest qualities I see in Apollos, and we're going to get into his background here in a second, but in the break, you and I were talking about just our experience and you were talking about your experience and how we got connected at SWAT. And, you know, you were just talking about your desire to always press in toward Jesus, never be satisfied, never settle. Yeah. Never settle for being close enough to Christ, your relationship, never settle for knowing the scriptures well enough. We're always digging. We always want to, you know, that teachable, it never, ever should stop. And, you know, in these verses, that what hit me from 24 through 26, you know, that that uh, Apollos was bold. He was eloquent and competent in the scriptures, and he was speaking boldly in the synagogue. But it was after that when Priscilla and Aquila took him away in verse 26, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. He was bold. He was full of passion. He was fervent. And then when you hit us with, well, Paul writing to Timothy about, be careful. This is an honor. To be carrying forth the word of the Lord. Oh, it, oh, it is. And, and, it's and you. It's the probably one of the greatest honors we have. I think to be used by the Lord to advance the kingdom and to teach His word. Yeah, those well, are two, the two greatest honors I could possibly have as a human being. Right. Well, well, well Paul says over in First Corinthians four, verse one, he says, "This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards, stewards. of the mysteries of God." Moreover. It's required of stewards they be found trustworthy. And what he's saying there is, and and please don't use this as an excuse to not teach people about Jesus or not share about Jesus. No, you can't go, well, I don't do it good enough. I don't speak good enough. Paul says it's not about how eloquent you speak. It what What Paul is saying to the Corinthians there is, we need to be faithful messengers of this gospel. You can't take a pass and say, well, God hasn't called me to share. You can't take if a you're pass. a believer, you're a kingdom priest. No passes allowed. Yeah, if you're a believer, <laughs> you're called to share. If you're a believer, you're called to disciple and instruct. It could be your kids. It could be your uh, your grandkids. It could be your uh, kids in your neighborhood. It could be there's somebody around you if you are a kingdom priest if you're part of the family of god it's the one place that there's no spectators there, there you, you can't be a spectator as a kingdom priest there's no bench you no can't, you can't there, sit on the bench no, no. there is no bench sitters <laughs> and so 
over in Titus, which was also a pastoral letter, Paul, uh, Bob, he says in Titus 2, 1, he says, as for you, talking to Titus, mm-hmm. teach what accords with sound doctrine. If, you know, all the time people just want to say, well, I think the Bible says this. I think the Bible says this. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what Bob thinks. What matters is the interpretation. There's only one correct interpretation. There's many applications, but there's one interpretation of Scripture. It was written for a specific group of people from a specific person to deal with a problem, and that's why we teach verse by verse as we're going through. And so what was going on with Apollos here is it says, notice, Bob, in the text that you read over in Acts 18, it says that Apollos, it says he was teaching, um, he was spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. If you just stop right there, you'd go, wow, well, he was teaching the truth. No, it says, though he knew only the baptism of John. Now, that's a problem because John the Baptist taught a baptism of repentance for the people who had not been following God to look forward to the Messiah. And Apollos knew Jesus was the Messiah, but he did not know about the cross. He did not know about the suffering Messiah. And you don't have a complete knowledge of Jesus unless you embrace those things. And so he was teaching accurately what he knew, what he knew. but it was incomplete. Right. It was incomplete. And, 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 you know, even in Jude 3, Jude says, contend earnestly for the faith. And so Apollos was doing that as best he knew, but there was a gap. And just like we talked about earlier, God brought Priscilla and Aquila into his life. And by the way, I want to point out about Apollos here. If you read the text, let's go through the text real quick. Verse 24, what does it say first? He was a Jew. He was a Jew. Named Apollos, a native of Alexandria. Now, for most of us, if we read about Alexandria, we go, well, okay, it was a great city, right? It was one of the big cities, Alexandria, Rome, Corinth, Ephesus. Those were the big cities of that day, like like L.A., New York, you know, Chicago, those, like just like that, or Paris or wherever. And the thing it says about him, oh, he was raised in Alexandria. Do you know that they had the largest library in the whole world? That's little do we know and explains. He was an educated he, he was man. An educated man. Exactly. Very educated. Exactly. And, but here's what I didn't know before this study that the second largest library in the world at that time was in a place called Tarsus. Did you know that? I did not. Well, I didn't know about Alexandria either. Yeah, but Tarsus. (laughs) Well, who grew up in Tarsus? Paul. Paul. And God was grooming Apollos to be the Timothy of Paul here. And he's gifted, and it says he's eloquent, competent in the Scriptures, That means what he knew about the scriptures, he was competent in. He was an Old Testament scholar. That's Paul. He was fervent in spirit, passionate. That's like Paul. 
He spoke boldly in the synagogue. Do we know another guy that did that? Paul. He was orthodox in his teaching. He taught accurately. But what we see here is he's also very teachable. Teachable. Because Priscilla and Aquila pulled him aside, and it says they explained to him the way of God more accurately. Now, if you go in the Old Testament, you'll see that phrase, the way of God. The prophets taught it. They knew it, but they didn't know that Jesus was going to die and be resurrected. They didn't even know Jesus' name back then that we know of, but they knew that God was going to redeem his people, and they taught the way of God. And what happened over time is the way of God began to narrow. The further it went in time, it began to narrow, 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 narrow down to Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua who was going to be the Messiah, he died on the cross, and he told his disciples, I am Messiah. And he would quote all these Old Testament. 90% of what Jesus said was came right out of the Old Testament scriptures. And so Apollos was the perfect replacement for Paul. And what I didn't realize, and a lot of people didn't even realize, was the impact he had. In fact, if you jump over to 1 Corinthians 3, I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. Listen to what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He's dealing with this issue of misplaced loyalties. They're saying, basically, if it was today, he'd say, well, I like this preacher better than this preacher, right? I mean, if, if but what he says is, um, and starting in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 3, he says, for when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not barely, merely being human? Hmm. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you've believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. And so what Paul is saying there is there is a group of people that's saying, you know what, I like Apollos better. Others say, I like Paul better. But he was on that level. Right. I mean, he goes to Corinth, and he's teaching and having that kind of impact. And, you know, Apollos was the guy that God brought. And uh, a lot of scholars believe he wrote the book of Hebrews. They believe that other than Paul, he was probably the greatest scholar teacher in that time period. And had the greatest impact. And we see Paul addressing that. And what did it take for him to get there? It took two tent makers named Aquila and Priscilla. They took him aside and they shepherded him. That's what a shepherd does. They explain more accurately the way of God. And I hope that if you're out there and you're listening today, sometimes you may feel like you have a gap. Or maybe you see a gap in somebody else and you've not been uh, reticent to get in there and address it. If you have a gap, ask God to send somebody to help you and then look, be looking. Notice it said that, you know, he came to Ephesus and, and he got this teaching and received it. He was teachable. And that's something we need today, to this teachable spirit, to have that. And Apollos was a guy who greatly impacted the early church. And I hope that you've been encouraged just by seeing how God used two tent makers, two marketplace people, Bob, 
uh, Priscilla Mark and Aquila, they were there, and they pulled him aside, and he was awesome in Corinth. Hey, we're going to be right back. Remember, I'm giving away a couple of tickets to uh, go see The Chosen this Friday in Jacksonville. It's uh, call in 844-777-7928. We'll uh, take calls when we come back. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back after If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Yes, we are playing Christmas music. I know it's December or November 15th, but uh, hey. Uh, it's your favorite birthday. You like to it is. It is my favorite time of year. Uh, we listen to it a lot here uh, in, my, well, in my household, too. My daughter, Abigail, loves Christmas music. So we listen to them a lot, uh, a lot of different Christmas songs. You know, if Christ year. wasn't born, he couldn't die. So yeah, well, that's that's true. Well, Christmas, we don't have any Easter, do yeah. we? Yeah, so it, it, it's, uh, it's a great time of year. Hey, as I shared, uh, the, chosen, um, the Chosen premiere comes out this week, and it's season uh, three, episodes one and two, and... It's a you know it's a it's a really good series. In fact, I, I am sleeping with one of the actresses in season three. Uh, my wife uh, was sorry. I had to throw that in there. Oh boy, you yeah, she's song, yeah. Like, my wife's listening. My she's going to give me grief. I just turned uh, beat red. Anyway, uh, my wife and two friends got to be in the feeding of come on the five thousand. She went out to Texas. Come was on. out there. It was an awesome experience, and my daughter saw her in the trailer, called us, and so Lori then found herself. She Come goes, on. "Oh my gosh, I'm there!" That is so so cool. she's now taking autographs and, and stuff. A, if you wanna, if you want her to autograph, that stuff. is so cool. Anyway, uh, I think we got a caller. Uh, hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Where are you calling from, and what's your name? 
Hey, Doug, this is Austin. I'm calling from Jacksonville, brother. Hey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm wonderful. How are you guys doing today? I'm I'm doing good, man. Hey, are you um are you wanting to go to see the chosen on Friday? Brother, I, I am. I, I am such a fan of that. Uh so when I heard uh about you, you know, listening to the program today and, and doing the tickets for that, man, I'm I'm so stoked for it. I've been itching for this season to come out. Um just, you know, in the prior seasons and it's it's been it's been a great um just what they have going on with Dallas Jenkins has with the production. And uh, it's been awesome with our church. We uh, we actually just walked through the book of John when they were doing seasons one and two. And uh, wow. it was really cool. Like some of the days when they would come out with the episodes, we had just went over the passage of like Nicodemus. And so it, it, it's, it's really amazing. I, I love just being able to put, um, you know, what, what they do with it. It's just it's breathtaking. Well, uh, who's going to be going with you? No, I'm going to take my wife as well. Oh, man, you had me cracking up with <laughs> with your wife being in it. I thought that was so funny. I'm glad I had that on mute. <laughs> yeah. No, so so it's just going to be you and your wife? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. Well, good. Well, I have um, two tickets for you. Um, you're going to be sitting awesome. in seats F13 and F14. And are you going to be at the SWAT meeting on Thursday? I am. Yes, sir. Well, I will see you there, and I'll have a hard copy for you. How about that? Sounds good, brother Doug. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, Well, Austin, it's always good to talk to you. Hey, let me ask you a question because I know you like reading the word. Uh, Did you have any idea of the impact that Apollos had in Corinth or to be on a level with the Apostle Paul like he was? No, not even, and especially, I mean, I – you know, um, songs with, with my um, my daughters, you know, there's a song, Who Are You Going to Follow, you know, Apollos. And um, so, so knowing that there was a contested, um, you know, uh, with, with just us being human saying, I, I follow this guy, I follow this guy. And I see it nowadays, like you said, with pastors. And uh, to see that he spoke the word boldly um, and, and it, it says he was he, he spoke in spirit, but yet he wasn't baptized in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, I love reading the word and having it being illuminated like that. Um, just, just how the spirit just teaches us, well, um, especially with, uh, Sosthenes and, and learning that he was, um, you know, the, the, the head of the synagogue. And yet he was one to write with, or, you know, was in, in the head letter to Paul to the Corinthians. I just, that was just breathtaking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was good. Well, and, and, and even just seeing that, uh, Apollos, as great as he was coming from Alexandria, was able to be teachable when Priscilla and Aquila pulled him aside and said, hey, let us explain this a little more clearly to you. So, Austin, I pray you'll be one of those guys that stands in the gap. Remember this number, F13, F14, on Friday at 645. And let me tell you where it's going to be. You are going to be going to the Cinemark Jacksonville Atlantic North. That's a new theater up there. You know where that is? I don't, but we'll find it. Okay. So uh, if you go up uh, to uh, Atlantic Boulevard off 295 and then go east, Mm -hmm. it's down just in front of the um, Academy Sporting Goods. And so it starts at 645. There's like three showings that day. But this is, the I think, the last one, 645, Friday, November 18th. You are in seats uh, F14 
and F14, okay? All right, good deal. I appreciate uh, it, Doug. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for calling in. That's great. Yeah. So, listen, this this uh, program, the uh, Seasons 1 and 2, one of the things that, uh, Bob, I love about the Chosen uh, TV series is they've put it out for free on their app. Anybody can watch this it. This is going to have yeah. to be on the app, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, well, you can see it, but this one's going to be in the theater where right. you go out there. And um, and the seasons, uh, episodes one and two, and they've just basically what they do is take stories from the Bible, and they because of time they have to condense them into uh, conflate them sometimes, sure. you know. And so if you're going in there and going, well, this isn't the way it happened because chronologically it was here here. Remember, they're working within a 45-minute time period for each episode. They're trying to weave in the truths of oh, the yeah. Scripture into a story that is not the Bible. It's a medium called television or movies that they're trying to, to get bring it to life. And, and bring the culture of the time out. And so... My wife and I loved them. I, it was, now, they, used, they started on YouTube. Is that correct? Or Netflix? Well, they started on they, YouTube. They yeah. started in the app and YouTube. But it's, now you have to do the app. I think it's, our you listeners do, should know. Yeah, you have you to, have the to go app. the chosen app, and 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 you can mm-hmm. watch it for right. free. So, so hey, we got two more tickets today. If you're in Jacksonville, this is for Jacksonville. Probably tomorrow, I will try to give away some tickets in Meridian, or um, I got to see if there's any available there and Virginia Beach mm, okay. uh, for you listeners out there. Uh, so those are our, our primary listening areas right now. I know we have others through the Internet. Um, and so uh, if you're in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, South Georgia, and you want to try to come to this showing Friday night at 645 on November 18th, uh, I have two tickets. Uh, if you want to call in to one 877 that's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Jeremy will take your call, and uh, we'll get your info, and uh, you can uh, get those last remaining tickets for today. And so, uh, I will be there because uh, I want to go see. I want to see if they show my it's wife. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, and so uh, yeah. Well, Bob, you know we were talking about uh, Apollos and discipleship, and you were talking about some of the things that you personally look for in your ministry uh, of discipling. And this is so rich, Doug, about discipling. Uh, how, two, how many people come together? How do we fill in the gap? Well, there's got to be a relationship. The relationship that God brings, we learned a couple of weeks, uh, lessons ago, about those divine appointments, those divine interventions, and, and that here it's happening again. And there's there's probably three critical things I look for. I call I, I talk about the ubbles, you know, but maybe faithful, faithable. But anyways, you got faithful, but you got available and teachable. And there's all more. There's coachable and all those ubbles of words that are signs of God is prepared a heart to be available and teachable, to be you know, to grow in his word. I love the end of that thing about I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the growth. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And we talk about prayer, how it tills the soil of the heart to hear the word, to grow in the word. It grows in our heart, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that's what I look for. And I love when I get trapped 
in like uh, I'm sharing the word and I maybe don't know something or I'm not super confident, don't don't blow smoke and mirrors. People will smell the you know what right away. Yeah. Be honest. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Give me some words. But if they, if they're not ready yet, keep the relationship open. Let me get back to you on that. That's a great question. I want you know I want to learn more about that. I want to learn more about you and where that question came from. Or mm. you know if you're stumbling, I look at that as if I'm not ready, I'll just dig more time and build that relationship so I will get a second or a third or a fourth opportunity to maybe give a better answer or maybe to frame my answer even better. And you and I both know when that happens and I go digging because I didn't settle for knowing what I don't know, Mm. I learn more. When I disciple someone else, when I prepare, Mm -hmm. I learn more. Don't you, Doug? I always always learn. And so all those dimensions help me keep me in the word, keeps me humble, but it always keeps me never settling for being close enough to Christ mm-hmm. and never settling for knowing enough about his word. Well, hey, if you are listening in Meridian, Mississippi, and you would like to go see The Chosen on Friday night, I think it shows at 6.15 at the Golden Cinema. Uh-oh, we're out of time. We got one minute. If you call right now, in the last minute, I'll keep you afterwards, and I'll get you these tickets. one 7928 to go see The Chosen on Friday night, 6.15. Hey, Bob, it's been great having been you in great, here today. Uh, enjoyed it. I appreciate you being here. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow, and uh, I'll have another guest host. Again, if you're in Meridian, you want to go see The Chosen, you call right now. We can still get you in there. one 7928 Hey, tomorrow's SWAT out at Woody's at the Beach at 6.30 a.m. at Salem Center here at Butler and Phillips in Jacksonville at 12 noon. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow back at uh, the SWAT possibly or on the radio. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be back tomorrow with more teaching from God's Word. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual